This is Jerry Mason, the Kicking Lawyer, and I'm inviting everyone to join us every Tuesday at 5 p.m. on the Kicking Lawyer fan page on Facebook for Law Talk Live, where we discuss business, politics, current events, and the law. If you miss the live version, you can watch the playback on YouTube or listen on your favorite podcast platform. It's Jerry Mason, the Kicking Lawyer, and we're here for another Law Talk. This one is not live, which is a little different for me. I always, I honestly prefer them live, I think. I want to remind you, if you haven't already, to like, subscribe, follow our content. We're on all social media platforms and across podcast platforms. You can watch playbacks of this on YouTube. Uh, most platforms just Google Kicking Lawyer and it pops up. Uh, obviously, we're on TikTok now. we got quite a few followers there. They just love all the dances. That's what it is. <laughs> and then uh, the Covington Comic Con is coming up August 20th and 21st, returning here to Covington to the Civic Center. If you'd like to be a vendor, sponsor, or participate, just check out the website, CovingtonComicCon.com. Michelle Allen is our longtime sponsor, and we are very appreciative of that. And she's your go-to if you're looking for any real estate, buy, sell, rent. She is the local cry-like realtor. Uh, we also appreciate Mason's High Octane Martial Arts. If you're wanting to become a kicking lawyer yourself, just check out Mason's High Octane Martial Arts at masonsmartialarts.com. And the cellar restaurant that's right here in Covington, Tennessee. It's a Prohibition-themed 1920s-style uh, restaurant. We wear lots of fedoras. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, that is right off the square here in town. And, of course, if you need any digital marketing services, you've got Masonite Digital Marketing with Josh. So joining me today, this is a podcast that's going to be in our Covington Music Series um, on the people that are coming and performing. And we really appreciate all of you that are coming not only to watch but to perform in our in our area here. And I just found out before we started that Mr. Jason Forey is uh, actually a local. So is that right, Forey? Forey, yes. Forey, okay. Jason Forey, I'm, I was Raised in Burleson, Tennessee, from about six months old all the way up. Okay. So been in Memphis about twenty years now because that's where my work is. Okay. And is is, is this what you do full time? Yes, sir. Oh, great. So you full time? And I noticed on your card it says you do sound or audio engineering too. I do a little audio audio engineering. I have a little home studio that I do some my own stuff and people that uh, that I know, personal friends mm-hmm. and whatnot. I'm also the AV director at my church. Okay. And uh, which church is that? Grace Community Church, Bartlett Road, 2018 Bartlett Road. My son, Austin, he just graduated from Bethel, and they had the Renaissance program there. And uh, we just recorded an album for him. He's big into music and stuff. And so I'm very interested in the music industry because we went to Nashville to record the album. Uh, And what we did is we rented a... It's it's really a private studio, but it's it's pretty big. It's a pretty pretty good-sized studio they had. And it was very interesting to me because I'm I'm very interested in the business side of it. I can't sing or anything like I barely tap dance. You know, it's like no no skill. But so like what I'm getting at is the we had an audio engineer we hired to come in and do the mixing of everything, and that was very impressive. To, did you were you trained to do that, or did you learn to do it as you've been doing this? Well, or? I'm more self-taught and experienced in trial and error. Um, yeah, uh, I use Studio One as the program I use. Okay, most people are. Uh, uh, I can't remember the name of the big one now. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, you're okay. Turn that off. I don't even know which They're program. They know about my extended warranty on my car. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get, I get, they either want that or money from me usually if my phone rings. Uh, all right, well, as far as music, what kind of music would you say it is you perform? Uh, I'm more of a blues, blues rock kind of guy. I play down at B.B. King's, uh, well, for the next three months, three days a week. 
except for weeks that I already had something prior booked. Mm -hmm. So I'm there on Mondays from noon to four, mm -hmm. Tuesdays from 4.30 to seven, and then some Fridays for the next three months. Sweet. We'll have to come so, check you out. I enjoy yeah. going to BB King's. Yeah, I've been there uh, playing with different bands there for about uh, seven years. So I uh, might have seen you play. We, my wife and I, we haven't in a while, but pre-COVID, we're pretty regular going down there because I love to listen to, to blues. Well, uh, I played with Flix Picks for about six years, five, six years. Uh, that's Leroy Hodges' band, and uh -huh. Leroy Hodges is the bass player that played on all the Al Green hits that you know and love. Uh -huh. Yeah. And uh, so that's his band, and uh, I played guitar in that for a while. So yeah. uh, instruments-wise, is that your guitarist? Yes, sir. Primarily? And then yeah, you vocals. I dabble with other stuff too, but yeah. uh, guitar is my main thing as far as performing. So in school, you said you were from here, and then you said twenty years to Memphis. So I'm assuming you were here in high school for some of the time. Yeah, yeah, I was here until, uh, well, I didn't, I didn't graduate. Okay. Uh, I left school in eleventh grade. What? So got, what? What year would you have been? 91, 92. Okay, so you were a little before me. I was ninety-seven. I went okay. to Covington High also. Yeah. You may know my little brother. What's his name? Jeremy. Jeremy. Jeremy Forey. That name is familiar. Yeah. How old is he? Uh, he's five years younger than me. Okay. So that, yeah, so that'd be about right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, went to school with my brother. Well, what I was getting at, and of course, when you're young, you never know, man, you know, when you're in school. But did you, you have a, a desire and interest in music then? Always. Uh, I started out uh, when I was eight years old. I took two years of piano. Mm -hmm. uh, nice lady at the church. That's who taught there. me, Miss Chapman. Over at the Methodist Church? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I took two years with her. <laughs> that was my piano teacher. And here's the funny thing. is, it's, I, I have an, I'm, I'm gifted with the ear. And so what she would do is she would play a piece of music for me. Da -da 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 -da. And I'd watch her play it and hear it, and then I'd play it back for her. And she thought I was reading it. Mm -hmm. Well, somewhere along the line, she got wise to that. And she's uh -huh. like, no, 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 no. We're not, you know. And it wasn't fun for me after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, uh I, I, I was into motorcycles and other stuff at, goodness gracious, this phone. I'm going to just turn it off. Uh, I was into all kinds of other stuff at eight years old. So mm -hmm. at 14, I realized that, hey, I, I can learn to play anything I want by ear. Mm -hmm. And so I started playing, learning things that I liked, you know, that wasn't classic. I, I had the exact same experience with her. And, and, and I don't want to blame her for no, me no, not doing music. I, I wish that I would have stuck yeah, with it. Yeah, so, but I don't have the ear like you. My son Austin does. He can do the same thing you do. They can, he can listen to it, and he can go back and play it. And he took piano also. He plays guitar. He plays a few instruments. Anyway, he, um, uh, he, he said when he got to Bethel, the problem was most of his life he hadn't read music. He had just played it, and then it became an issue because they were doing it. Was, it was basically professional-type stuff. Sight reading, yeah. Yeah, and so he really struggled with that. Um, but that's funny that you had Miss Chapman. Miss Chapman, I think, taught everybody around here. Yeah. I, I, you know, not to sidebar us, but I went to um, maybe a year ago. Went to the, that church for something. I forget what we were. We may have been visiting the church. I think we were. And uh, there was this very old lady sitting right behind us, and uh, she's bl she's basically blind. Mm -hmm. And I thought it, she looked familiar, and I heard somebody call her name, and that's who it was. It was really? Miss Chapman. She's still alive. She's ninety something. Goodness and God. I turned around and said something to her, and she said she remembered me. Said she remembered everybody that ever took from her. I bet and, she does. Uh, yeah, is uh, but she's touched a lot of people on the music. But you're right; she was very classical because I remember I learned Beethoven's "Ode to Joy" was like the first one I learned, and that one I wanted to do Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> well, you know, when you're young, you you want to yeah. rock out. Man. Yeah, yeah. So you know, yeah, that 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 was, 
Yeah, I, rem- I think I remember there was a sonata or something she taught me. And I loved that one because mm-hmm. it, it had some bounce to it. You yeah, know? yeah. But uh, the other stuff, I, I just wasn't as interested in it, you know. Do you still play piano? I dabble with it a little bit, but mm-hmm. not not really. Uh, I can play enough to uh, – well, I played uh, – we were talking about uh, Christian music. Uh-huh. Uh, the only song that I've released right now um, that's for sale, uh, you can download it, uh-huh. is on my website, and it's called Your Grace and Your Love. That was the first song that I recorded after I got my equipment, which, you know – Recording is becoming more affordable to yes. So now I've got some so experience. Where do they go to get that? What's the website? Jasonforey.com. And it's Forey with two e's. Yes, F O R E E. F is in Frank. Yeah, it's funny you bring that up. So when I went, it was about a month ago now. I went to Nashville with my son, and 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 I and what happened is, my partner Brian, I, uh, some law partners here, Brian Huffman, which you would you'd enjoy him. He's big into music, big music buff. That name sounds familiar. I, well, actually, he's age? forty. Yeah, he's forty-seven. So you might have known him. I might Super know genius, him. smart in school. Brian Huffman played ball. I, think I know that. Went name. to the Air Force Academy, and then he went. He got become a JAG officer. Uh, you'd think he's a hippie now, the way he acts. But in any <laughs> event, he he was in Arkansas for a while doing um, practicing law, and he and another buddy started a, uh, like a music production company. Okay. Not because they they loved music, but they were kind of like they wanted to help push art new you know up and coming artists and give them a platform. So they were a publisher. Sort of. It was really more like a record label, really. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, but then they didn't have a marketing guy. They didn't have anybody that knew how to go market, promote, and everything. So they kind of fizzled out, and he moved here. Well, my my biggest strength is marketing, branding, and promotions. I've run well, fight we need companies. to talk outside run, of this Yeah, well, okay? we, 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 <laughs> we do, do because I'm, I'm, I'm working on the business plan now of a big pivot specifically to help, because I can promote I feel very confident that I can promote and motivate people to action, get people to come and watch us and, and see us on all kinds of uh, stuff. And I feel like with music, we do it. But that, I'm, I'm sort of sidetracking. What I was going to tell you was <laughs> when I was at that record studio, uh, and you might even know her, um, the studio we were at was a Christian studio. And the lady who was running it, her husband had built it. He's huge in TBN, the Trinity huh. Broadcasting Network. Okay. She had a studio that they owned, a TV studio where they did stuff, and then they had this recording studio, and her husband had even won a Grammy for audio engineering, actually. Wow. Yeah, and he had, uh, um, unfortunately, uh, passed away uh, tragically at mm. four, early four, late 40s, early 50s, something like that, very young guy. Anyway, so she was trying to figure out what to do with it, and we were talking about if there was some way to work together on it because it's a very nice studio. It's got, like, an upstairs with a bedroom and a kitchen, and the whole deal is big. Anyway. But what she was telling me is, because I was thinking initially, and this is somebody that's uninitiated in the world, right? Mm-hmm. She was like, I was, I wanted to build a studio here. I was going to build a nice studio. And she's like, the money's not in the studio. She said, everybody goes, they record in their car. She said, what they need is somebody that knows how to promote market and, you know, get them some exposure. Well, that's that's the thing. I mean, you've got uh, the, the social media world and all that, you know, mm-hmm. older guys like me. I, yeah. You're not that old now. Well, <laughs> I didn't grow up in the computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I, the, the digital age. The, the, well, <laughs> it was there, but I wasn't in it. Yeah. So I'm just what now, you're seeing. I'm catching up mm-hmm. to what 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 some people were doing that were my age, that are my age. They were doing it like at young. Mm-hmm. So I like I started. I didn't own a, my own computer until 2009. Mm-hmm. So I've Man. had. The, so I've had to learn by, uh, you know, just by necessity yeah. 
to to try to keep up. So now I, I mean, I'm I'm getting pretty sharp at it, and I've got some some really uh, I'm blessed to know some people who are really really computer smart. Mm-hmm. And so when I run into the thing, you know, like I can learn the program and do the things that I want to do in mm-hmm. it. But if I have a computer issue, I got my go-to guys, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my IT guys. Yeah, well, that's kind of so, what I So I know, I actually wrote some books on SEO and SMO and websites and stuff, and I can do that. And Josh Josh does more, uh, he does the same stuff, but he also does better digital than me, or not digital, video. He's really good at any of the video, nice video stuff. Yeah, he, he and you should see some of the ads and stuff he does. He does an awesome job at that. I and mean, he can do a lot of the other same stuff that I do. We have a, we, we were similar on website design, branding, uh, social media posts, things. Like, here's the problem, though. I don't have the time to do a lot of it, personally. So see, I have, he he's full-time with me, and that's what he does is he handles a lot of it. Uh, and then now he's doing some of his own with other companies. Um, so, yeah, you, you got to. There's the conundrum the problem. for me, mm-hmm. okay, like. If I spent as much time as necessary to to create the uh, the digital buzz that you need to reach, uh, say a national or mm-hmm. large regional base, I'd have no time to play guitar. Yeah, I'd have no time to go play the gigs. Well, and the thing is, it's not a bad thing. What I found is the same thing in law. I found that you have some people that are awesome practitioners, like potentially the best lawyer there could ever be, right? But nobody knows because they're so good at being a lawyer, they don't have time to boast and brag and do the marketing and the other side of it. So sometimes people need a hype man. And I found a lot of artists uh, in music especially are very good at the art. They just want to do the art. They don't even care about the other side. They just wish they could make enough to just do what they love. You know, I get it. So it's not a negative thing. Like, I'm very impressed with your ability. You know, you have skills I don't. You can play by ear and play all this music and stuff. I'm very impressed by that, and I value it. And that's the problem that I see around here. There's a lot of even local musicians, even outside of Memphis, in these rural areas. They're very talented, but they get no exposure. Well, there's, well, I'm getting plenty of exposure. I'm out playing at BB's. I'm yeah, playing. no, I, I, I know but, you said you're booked up, and that's great. The, but <laughs> it, I've got to get the original product done, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm working on now. Yeah, so, so you do write in the yeah, original I do stuff. Write. I've got some original stuff that we're. And, in, and besides the Christian song, are there blues songs you're doing or? Yeah, uh, primarily I, I am a Christian mm-hmm. who happens to be a blues artist. Sure, uh, I, I'm a blues rock artist, uh, but I, I dabble in some of the other um, genres too. I, I'm mm-hmm. pretty versatile, um, but um, like I said, you know, put the kingdom first. Well, the first thing I put out was uh, my testimony song. Sure. So, so that's out there, and it's available for anybody who'd like to hear it or download it or whatever. And you can listen to it in its entirety on the website and not buy it or anything. Yeah, but they should buy it, though, because here's the thing. Well, see, hopefully they're blessed enough that yeah, they want to. Yeah, but see, this is know? where I, this is only, uh, it's not criticism, <laughs> but this is a frustration of mine that uh, very talented people like yourself hesitate or feel uncomfortable saying, hey, buy my stuff. No, 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 I don't. Oh, okay. It's just th- that song. Yeah, well, it's just but, that song. But they should pay. I mean, when they come to the show, yeah. there's a briefcase. Uh, there's stuff, stuff to here. buy. Okay. There's stuff. <laughs> okay, good. There's stuff. <laughs> How did you get hooked up to come here? Did you come last year when they did it? The the, the music? Uh... No, uh, a few years back, and you guys, obviously, I didn't I didn't see you guys, but a few years back. We weren't we, there. We weren't there last year. This I first think we sat in a few years back. Uh, okay. But uh, obviously, oddly enough, I haven't played out here very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in 2001, when I really got started 
as a professional player um, or was get, getting into that direction, I, I used to play the end zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know where that where is. Where else would it, you play here? You yeah, well, that's the thing. You see, we're but trying I played to ch- all the places here then. We're trying to change that. We're trying to make it where there's multiple places you can play. Well, I would love that because mm-hmm. I'd love to come to my hometown and play. And, and sometimes I have – you know, people I went to school with, they say, man, when are you going to play out here? I'm like, well, when are you going to pay me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the seller is – we're literally building out a stage now to do that. And uh, we're even talking about doing – well, I don't want to – well, like, this is going in July. I guess I could say who it is. Um, we've got a big name out of Nashville that's going to come in and do uh, – and they weren't quite as expensive as I thought they would be. Uh, going to do a, um, a big show at the Ruffin and then a private – a smaller private show at the seller. So we're, we're trying to make – it's like I told you before we got on here. It sounds like you're bringing in some regional acts. Yeah, well, we want, the, we want Memphis people too, though. We want – we want the Memphis people to come here, and the fans too. We want yeah. this to be, uh, you know, you haven't been to the restaurant yet, but our restaurant, I think, is on par, I think it's better than any of the Memphis restaurants. And we did that on purpose. We have a French-trained chef, top-of-the-line meat. That, we, uh, that steak I had the other day was better than the steak I had yeah, in Vegas. It's because we've, been, <laughs> we've got a new vendor now where it's uh, 80% Wagyu beef and 20% Angus beef, and it is the best steaks that you can put in your mouth. But, but anyway... I want to have music too. I want to have great music and have well, people I would love come to here. Come and, I would love and I mean, we would love to come and yeah, you know, perform. So we we talked a little bit about the background, but do you who would you say? I mean, you might say BB King. Who would you say were inspirations for you musically? Uh, the obvious one is SRV. SRV. Yeah, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we lost him way too soon, man. Man, he was, he was very just, talented. He was just hitting his stride. Mm-hmm. Stupid helicopter crash. It happens to the best but, of them. Uh, but uh, he's one of them. And then, but all the old soul stuff, man, the Wilson Pickett. The, I would consider myself a soul singer and a blues guitarist. Mm-hmm. Okay. So man, you get along with my son. He's an old soul. <laughs> and that's kind of how his sound is. It's kind of soulful blues um, sound. So... Uh, that yeah, so that that music's very appealing even to this area, you know. Yeah. The claim they have here, you know, we have a memorial up here on the square to Isaac Hayes because he was yeah. from this area, and they're big with uh, with him. So is that my phone keeps going off? Everybody's phone. It going is. On. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. I thought it was yours, and I, I just turned mine yours off. Yours is off, like, and it's done, mine I'm going done off. Playing with this thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so July, what did we say, Josh? Let me see the schedule again. Yeah, Ju- oh, that's right. I can pull it up now. Hold on, I got it in here. Okay. Cool. Uh, I want everybody to know when they can come see him and remind them. That, that, if I didn't say it in the beginning, what we're July promoting. July 9th. That's it, July 9th, and seven. it's the 7 to 10 show. So for those that are watching that don't know, uh, we're doing this series to promote the Covington Downtown Music Series. And the way it works is from 4 to 7 on the courthouse lawn, you can bring a chair, sit out there with your family, and there are uh, there's, there's music that whole time. And then from 7 to 10, there's a different group that will perform at the Liberty Vintage uh, Marketplace, which is just down the, the way here a little bit. Both of those locations are, are the seller is literally right between them. So you could go listen to the music and then come get something to eat or, buy, or go get something to eat and come listen to the music either way um, at the mm-hmm. seller. But it's free. So the thing is, like in this community, you got live music with great, very talented musicians, and it's completely free for you guys to come and enjoy. So um, hopefully we'll, we'll, you guys will come out and, uh, and do that. So you have anything in there you want to show us? And, and I, I, didn't put, I don't want to put you on the spot on it, you know, but if you want to sing or anything you want to do, you're <laughs> welcome to do. But you got, um, what, what you got hid well, over there? Well, uh, let's see what I got in here. Um, 
I'll tell you while you're doing that. So I, one of the first guys I had on that was kind of a musician was this Elvis impersonator guy. Super cool dude. I liked him, right? But he goes and singing this Elvis love song. He's going to sing some songs for me. And the, the problem was is I hadn't had anybody do this in this scenario before. And as he's singing, he's looking me in the eye. Well, I'm a macho dude, and I'm like, I ain't looking away. So then, oh, sweet. So you got a custom a guitar pick. I like it. Yeah, these are, we don't down. sell anything in our shows. We have what we call donation incentives. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I got you. So, you know, uh, we have stuff that if you bless us with a tip, we're gonna bless you back with something. Well, that's nice of you. And uh, and it's good stuff. We yeah, I got I got lots of swag. I call it swag. Yeah. I got lots of swag stuff too. And so you got you. You do have a CD. Uh, how do those go? Because I mean, I guess you're on iTunes with your. Well, well how how is it these, done? These these are these are strictly giveaway. These are yeah, but your website is that okay, through the website, iTunes? The no. when they buy it. Uh, well, it's it's on every platform you can think of. It's mm -hmm. through Songwhip. Mm -hmm. So it just so like if you go to my website and you click on. You can listen to the demo, which has snippets of this CD on it, mm -hmm. which is our promotional demo. Uh, but then we, the your grace and your love is is published. It's you can download it. It's Bible. It's listening boy, whatever. So um, and I just have those two tracks on there right now. So uh, but we hope to be probably. October, November, when things slow down a little bit, I'm I'm planning on getting the guys in there and finishing up what we've started. Already. Well, and I noticed you said J Jason for a band for a band. You have a band that's with you though, a group of guys. That oh yeah, yeah. This is, we're a four piece band. Um, Dave Bennett on bass, mm -hmm. uh, Ricky Lee Johnson out of New Albany, Mississippi is my keyboard player, and Lafayette Adair, who played drums for the King Bees for 23 years, is my drummer. Um, so. Uh, we're seasoned professionals. We've been doing this a long time. Um, great guys. We're we're a team. We're a family band. Um, but uh, I'm the front guy. I got so, you. So basically, we're a team, but I got uh -huh. veto power. I understand. <laughs> That's kind of how it is here. I'm the managing partner, so I get it. Yeah, I like the fedora, by the way. So I usually wear a fedora. Now, we're doing this, uh, for those that don't know, on a Sunday. And so, uh, man, I've been sick. You can kind of hear it. I've been under the weather. And I didn't feel like messing. I got this crazy hair and I didn't feel like fixing my hair so I just threw a cap on I guess I should have worn my fedora I don't have to worry about that much I don't have much hair so. <laughs> well I like the fedora so <laughs> that's good uh, uh, we also have uh, these that we that's cool these you can autograph the show them so we can and this is all, this you. is your other guys that's the guys that's the band right there and there you go cool and they uh, I saw you had a promotional video too Yep. Is that on the website, That's or they the go website. to YouTube to see that? If you go to the website, it takes you. you click on it, it, takes you straight to YouTube. So you do a lot. Do you do a lot of covers? Yeah, we're is pretty much doing covers right now. So what's your favorite? I mean, Stevie Ray Vaughan, I guess. But who, who would be your your uh, groups that you like well, to cover? Well, all right, you might find this interesting. So in two thousand, the year two thousand, the first band I put together was called the was Jason and the Bottom Line. Uh huh. My keyboard player, longtime friend and brother, Chris Stevenson. Also known as Doc Fangus. Doc Fangus. Now Doc Fangus is—he's played on a whole lot of records, uh -huh. and he's a well sought after keyboard player in Memphis. But first keyboard play, keyboard he ever played was mine hmm. in my band. He didn't even have his own keyboard. Huh. So, but uh, he went on to—he—he uh, he just uh, Rod Bland um, just put out a record that was—I um, think they—they they won a blues award. Uh huh. So, uh, um, 
Not sure about all the details on that, but he's played on a whole lot of stuff. But anyway, uh, didn't mean to drop the name, but no, that's all good. Uh, he and I used to go see a guy for inspiration. So there was lots of stuff on the radio, uh-huh. but not stuff that inspired us. Mm-hmm. What inspired us was the art of a well-executed live performance. Mm-hmm. And the man that I used to love to go see was Preston Shannon. You ever heard of a guy? The name named is Preston familiar, Shannon? but I can't picture it. Okay, Preston. Is a local guy. He was a Memphis guy. Uh huh. Preston Shannon, man, big eight-piece band, horn section, the whole deal. Uh, had members of the King Bees that played in that at times, and uh, yeah, he uh, he was a big. Yeah, I remember going there and Chris and I looking at each other and saying, "One day we're going to be on that stage." Awesome. So, H- you know, you, that that dream God fulfilled. <laughs> have you listened to Alan Stone? Alan Stone. I can't say that I have. So he's a younger cat. Uh, I want to say he's out of Seattle. Um, my son, actually, is who introduced me to him. Because, again, he's old soul. And this is like a jazzy, bluesy sound guy. Probably the greatest vocal range I've ever heard. Mm. But he came to Memphis, I don't know, six years ago. And I surprised my son with, like, VIP tickets, right? And so he got to meet him, which mm. I think Austin at the time was, like, 14. And this was just literally his idol. But my wife and I went with him to see the uh, concert. It was at a uh, New Daisy. It, it, I mean, he wasn't very known. Uh, he, he's been in a Super Bowl commercial since then, done done pretty well. But at the time, he was just doing local stuff. Anyway, we go. But that's the first time I had seen he had a live, like, jazz band. He had, a, like, a trombone player, a, um, saxophone, uh, you know, drums, whole deal, a ba- upright bass, whole deal as he was doing it. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. And I think some of that's lost when it's recorded. Um, versus seeing it live, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'll say this. Excuse me, I'll say this. No matter, I mean, I, I, I try to capture, like, it, the stuff that I record at the house and the stuff that I have on the CD, or those are live recordings. So I try to capture that live Memphis thing, that thing. That, yeah. The thing that people come from around the world to hear. But I'll tell you something, there's nothing like, I don't care how, good a job you do producing that uh, you know that record it's not the same as being there yeah you're right because blues is a it's a it's a it's an inspired thing the the uh, the improvisation Mm -hmm. is all inspired you might not play the same solo again ever Mm -hmm. but on that night when it's right you know what I'm saying and you hit the zone Mm -hmm. You may never be able to duplicate that solo again. Mm-hmm. So if you were there that night, then you got it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I do. I do. It's, it's something so you experience. It's, some, it's something about. I, and I think I'm, almost all music's really like that, uh, when, unless it's, you know, uh, somebody's, uh, what are they, when they're pre-recorded or whatever, what do you call that? Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, a lot of songs are note for note. You play the same exact thing yeah. over and over and over again. No, no. But Blues I'm ta- is, a, is, a, is a form to where um, it's a soloing you solo over it. You talking mm-hmm. about lip syncing, Jerry? Yeah, yeah. Well, what he's saying, he's—I get what he's saying. He's saying, you know, that some other forms they're still kind of the same. My point was, even those I think are different live. It's a different yeah, experience yeah, yeah. live. For sure. But you know, you're right. And again, I wish I wish Austin was here because man, he he could talk so much shop with you guys better than me because <laughs> he talks about this exact same thing on on the blues how and jazz jazz is like that too. Yeah. But uh, but blues, you know, if if you don't go see a blues show live, you're you're really mm-hmm. you're missing out on something. There's definitely some emotion in there with it. You get a good blues performance, yeah. you can feel it in there. You know, even if you 
look at some of the famous we brought up Stevie Ray Vaughan, mm-hmm. you know, so some of the live video. That's still not the same as being there. Yeah, because there's something that happens with that that inspired improvisation. Do you, you do know? a lot of studio work, studio uh, musician musician work? I don't do a lot of sessions. I've done some. Okay. I'd love to. Well, I didn't even know it existed until I went to this recording. And we had, because uh, I, we basically, we fronted all the money, right? Me and my partner fronted all, there's a lot of money to front this and get this thing to go because we had to hire all these professional musicians. And because uh, my son, he can play guitar, but he was really vocals. He was lead vocals. And then he has had a buddy that was vocals. They had another guy that plays for, um, what is the big gospel group? The big giant one. That travels old gospel. Uh, what is the name? Not the Gaithers. Gaithers. The Gaithers. He's the Gaithers pianist. Oh my god! So he was. <laughs> now he knows him. He he uh, he goes with them, and he's like the backup. But he has played with the Gaithers, and he wow. Yeah, his his the choir director guy is the Gaithers pianist, keyboardist or whatever. And this guy is now graduated and travels with them some when he can, and he's the only other one they trust. Feels and he's awesome. Then the drummer we got was um, uh, Billy Ray Cyrus's drummer back in the day, and he's done other covers, but he's a studio musician, studio right? Studio musician. Yeah. I didn't know that there were that many, and in the world they're known. Like, and this guy, you could tell this guy was a professional drummer because my son had written the songs, they had done the vocals over like a, even had like a, a beat sound in the background. They were gonna have to pull out just so they could kind of get the rhythm, I guess. And I had the music written out, and this guy was getting it the first take every time. Yeah. Like he was just killing it. And then the other ones were not quite as. There was a bass guy that's good, but he's not really professional, and they were having to do a few takes for them. But that drummer was on point, man. He knew what was up. Yeah, I'm blessed to have a drummer like that. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Lafayette, if you hear this, you know you're feeling the love right now. <laughs> but, so, uh, so how much of the? I'm just curious. This, for my personal knowledge, because you may or may not know. So Nashville now, of course, has got Music Row. That's where everybody thinks they got to go to record music. You got the record companies. How much in Memphis, though? Because you know Memphis was like that in the what 50s, 60s. Is there still <laughs> a scene of let's record music no, in Memphis? No, there's not. There's and that's what's sad. That is it's, sad. Is is and, and and you know maybe uh, maybe you'll see some stuff coming out of my little spot. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, but um, there are some people that I know uh, who. Who would love to see that rekindled? Because there is amazing talent on every corner in Memphis. Yes, sir, I agree. I mean, everywhere there's amazing talent. But I'm telling you, there's there's players down there that are playing for nothing, mm-hmm. or virtually nothing, who could smoke. I mean, I, I I've said it many times that a mediocre band here in Memphis can go elsewhere and kill it. Yeah. Is that competitive? I mean, kill it. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, we we got we got great bands around here, and uh, and <laughs> I hate to say this, but you know, I think that maybe uh, a lot of folks in the area are a little bit spoiled. Yeah, they don't realize what they have here. Mm-hmm. But people that come from Europe and come over here and hear a, a local Memphis band, they think it's the best thing ever. Yeah. They're like, we don't have anything like this where we're from you know and they're, ah you know yeah I, I think also that it's more again memphis versus nashville that nashville music scene is much more uh like poppy and synthesized to mm-hmm. me 
the, it's not as clean. It, there's a gritty experience in Bill on Bill Street. Like you can go and there's an emotion and uh, I mean there's there you know it's it's definitely different experience to me I think um, Memphis. But a lot of it is because it's very talented musicians. Well, it all came out of gospel, mm-hmm. you know, and and it's. Yeah, wasn't that with uh, wasn't that Elvis? Elvis, it was gospel, and he was listening to the uh, blues and jazz and stuff, and then it sort of all the rock and roll all kind of mixed all that together. Yeah, yeah, you trace it all back. It, it it's it, it's all it all comes out of gospel. Uh, one of the the last guests we were talking to, I was talking because I'm interested in. I, I really enjoy music, but as a spectator, right? But I also see how you can monetize a lot of it, even though I don't understand the art itself. Um, but anyway, one of the things I'm also playing with is maybe because in Memphis it's got a couple and they're doing pretty well. Is doing like a vintage book or in record store because mm-hmm. records are making a big comeback. Yeah, and you know a lot of people listen to the digital, but and a lot of young people may have never even listened to a record. But to me, it's a whole different experience when you're on the record. Yeah, you know, especially blues and stuff. I have a friend who's a bass player who presses records. Oh, we need to talk then, because he I, works for a company that does he does he? Oh huh, yeah, actually, they records that's what they do okay well we definitely need so. to talk then I'm, I'm telling you i've got a whole business just plan. cut it off right here we're gonna have a little yeah. conversation yeah. and we'll come back <laughs> this whole, whole business plan i'm trying to work up on that i mean we were re- we we're getting ready to pull the trigger on that soon but i gotta i gotta finish working through the logistics but there's all questions like that i have on because i want to make sure we can do out i had this idea that you know okay you do digital stuff but like you know some of these bands are doing real unique albums like clear albums and you know, that's a special limited edition that you're yeah. getting in addition to uh, you get the downloads or whatnot. And that's, I mean, that's a revenue stream for artists, yeah. you know, or record labels, depending on how it goes. That's another thing I was dumbfounded by. I don't know if you've dealt with record labels at all, but in the research that I've done on potentially forming a record label, I always knew they got a lot of the money, but I didn't realize how much. It's, it's like a, half. It, it was better than that. Most of it was even well, better than that. Well, yeah, I mean... It, because they, they should get half. Oh, I'll say it like that. If that much, uh, that's why I was thinking the business forum I was thinking about doing was turning the whole thing on its head. Was doing something that was artist centric, to where you you know the record company can make it's got to pay its bills and have money to promote the artist. Is that's where a lot of it goes into is promotion. But there's no sense in a record exa- executive making you know 40 percent off of an album when it's your you're the star. You know you're the artist on it. Yeah. Well. It, <laughs> It depends on who's putting up the money. Yeah, for the product. Uh huh. See. Yeah. That's that's the thing. That's where they get you. You know, I, I think I think back in the old days, you know, the guy with the money put up the money mm-hmm. for the studio, put up the money for the got for you the there. You wouldn't have got there without right, it. Right, right, right. So, so you know, there was a lot of guys that really got hung out to dry. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's famous people that's died with nothing. Yeah. You know, and it's just, it's terrible. Um, but the indie thing has changed everything. Oh, yeah, no. Well, the there's e- no more big, there's no more great, big, humongous um, record companies that are just wrecking people over like that. No, anymore. and then the record Because sales. they know, they know. These, hey, these guys can go home and cut an album, and it may not be quite as pristine as the, you know, $500,000 studio sounds. But it's pretty freaking good. It is, yeah. And it's good enough that people will buy it. Yeah. And they'll buy it online, and they'll buy it at the shows, and and you know that's that's my little dream, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the marketing side of it, the getting it out there to the YouTubers and the 
you know, all the all the people on the web that would 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 want to download it. That's where I need to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So cut here and we'll Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so July 9th. July right? 9th. That in this this is Aaron should be the week of. So I guess you guys just had a happy 4th of July. And it's the Covington Downtown Music Series. Mr. Jason Forey and his band will be there. And that's going to be at the Liberty Liberty Vintage stage at Liberty Vintage Marketplace from 7 to 10 p.m. And remember, that's a full evening of music, and it is free. So hopefully you guys will go check him out. I really appreciate you taking the time to come over here and visit us, man. It's nice to meet you. I'm going to go visit my dad who still lives here okay great so well uh, good it wasn't a wasted trip then just no, to come not up a wasted us. trip and it's like josh said i really like doing it live anyway because i just think you get better uh vibes with folks when it's this way than you got them on the the monitor so. well i hope i did okay because this is my first what you would call more formal interview with yeah. anybody so oh, I, I thought you I did, did great right. i enjoyed it i enjoyed i learned a lot and that's that's but, what was uh, important I, I hope some some of my old classmates come out and yeah uh, well, now that we know you're a, a, a charger, we'll, we'll get them out to support you. Yeah, I played in the uh, in the band in school. Yeah, sure did. I was, I, that's that's what I was bass drum. asking about <laughs> back then. I figured you were you were involved in it somehow. Then. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. Well, man, again, thanks for coming out and talking with us. You guys will hopefully see you at the music uh, event this weekend. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe to all of our platforms. Um, don't forget the Covington Comic Con is August twentieth to twenty first at the Civic Center here in Covington. And, of course, Michelle Allen is our local realtor and sponsor, and we're very thankful for her. And Mason's Hike Team Martial Arts, located in Covington, been here since 1993. So you can come see uh, come see us and become a kicking lawyer yourself. And then the Cellar Restaurant Prohibition Bar. If you're going to go do some of this music, don't forget to check us out for, for dinner. Uh, they open at 4 every day. You need your protein before and you that's, go. That's right. you got to have got to have a full stomach. And then you got Masonite Digital Marketing. Uh, Josh will help you out if you're looking to build websites and set up marketing stuff and 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 et cetera. I couldn't so. could help but laugh. You're all doing so fast that the creepy panda from coming to Comic Con is still <laughs> is over Michelle Hell. I was just trying to get him in that. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks. We'll see you on another Law Talk next time. Keep kicking. Thanks for watching, guys. Just remember that this is not legal advice or investment advice or business advice. This is for fun and entertainment purposes only.